Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Offload Delay Podcast. We are rolling again. It's been a few weeks, but times have been trying, and we've had a few uh, hiccups with some guests, but we're back, and we're back with a doozy. Uh, a, a friend of mine for almost a decade now, a very good friend, a colleague, and a super smart individual is going to be joining me today. Multi-talented, um, and got his hands in so many things, I don't know how he keeps them straight from day to day. Uh, his name is Steve Morgan. Steve Dusty Morgan will be joining me real soon. He's a mechanic, a musician, a firefighter, the union president for the firefighters, his local. He's a family guy, a new dad, uh, and unofficially the mayor of his neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> anyone that knows him will understand that fully. Um, I've been trying to get Steve on for a while. There's uh, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and Steve and I both agree that it kind of seems humbling at times to discuss our stress with what's going on out there. Um, I'm hoping you can join us and get a bit of a break from that, uh, hear, hear about our world, hear about what we do, and answer some of the questions that I truly have about the union world and those that partake in that role. Uh, in the workplace, not just in the firefighting world, but all over. Uh, there's a whole bunch of added stresses that come along with it and uh, pressures and demands for time. So without any further ado, uh, I'm going to bring the man in right now. I uh, hope everyone can join me in welcoming Steve. There's Steve Morgan right there. Dusty, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Ops? Doing great. Thanks so much for joining. Uh, it looks like you're live from your scuttlebutt lodge anyone yes, that knows you you're yes. quite handy you've live got quite from, a setup live from the garage yes yeah it's uh it's a great setup that you got there i uh i'm gonna zoom you in alone try and get a bit of a view there we have an amazing uh we got some rustic lures we got yeah. some old engines motors and i'm pretty sure that's a beer fridge so absolutely help yourself if you're going to be having a pint today yeah. with the show or with yeah, whichever they're, clo- they're close by if I, I get you know thirsty yeah i uh i i'm so glad you could finally join uh we've known each other like i said now for almost a decade uh, on a personal level as well as a professional level yeah we started. and uh we've we've always uh gotten along really well and we've seen each other go through some some times some trials some tribulations that's for sure but um i wanted to i wanted specifically with you to talk about first of all congratulate you on the new family edition your beautiful daughter that we'll be introducing a bit later uh and and you and your lovely wife uh welcome millie into the world just before the holidays and at the same time for whatever reason you decided that you would take on a new role in the union and uh bring in that pressure and that stress and uh a lot of us are super grateful that you are uh doing that for us and I just wondered, uh, your new union role, you're, you're now our president of our local, and that comes with a whole bunch of new, uh, what do we want to call it, more than responsibilities, just just time constraints, and, and uh, let's just start with how, first of all, I'll thank you again for us, for all of us uh, working alongside you and in that union, we're, we're so glad you stepped up, but what, what got you involved, Steve, in the unions? Uh, 
to begin with. I mean, <laughs> what drives reasons. someone to uh, get into this world where really your time becomes everyone else's time and you give up so much for the betterment of everybody else? So I'm just going to let you have, uh, have the screen here for a minute. Just introduce yourself, kind of how long you've been in the game, what uh, brings you into the union, and uh, anything else you might want to say. Yeah, well, I've been working for the for our department for almost a decade now. I'm in my ninth year, and it's a pretty simple answer why I got involved in the union. Is I was asked, um, president of the day was uh, looking for somebody to join the grievance committee, and uh, I had uh, just finished uh, my probationary year, and it was. Uh, it was the uh, winter of 2014. So I basically said, like, are you asking everyone or, or are you asking a certain few? And am I your last pick? And uh, he basically lied to me. And uh, here, there I was on the grievance committee. So it started there. And I realized that um, there was a real need for um, people to get involved in and uh, especially newer on in, in the career to help in um you know just pushing the the change and moving the um you know the the history forward uh i then uh was on the executive board uh about a year later after that and i was on the executive board as a vice president for six years um wow. leading up to uh jan 1st of this year where i uh was acclaimed uh as the president so well uh i didn't realize it had been six years as the vp um you've had your hands in this a while do you have do you have family family in the union is that because quite often these union paths these union individuals the ones who are more active have it in their blood it's kind of a family family trait and is there any of that with you uh, a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Um, I wouldn't say that that is where this stemmed from, but uh, I definitely have some family that have um, served in various roles within uh, within construction unions. Um, and uh, they think I'm crazy yeah. that I'm doing this now. But, uh, you know, it, it makes some interesting conversation around the, uh, the table. At so holidays. crazy as far as time? That's the biggest thing that I see um, looking yeah. in. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a union paying member. I'm a member mm -hmm. of the union, but I don't see the details behind the curtain that you have and, and that you have privy to. But I do see the time and your phone not never being silent. It's always ringing. There's always something going on. Absolutely. Um, that is one factor for sure. Uh, there's a lot of uh, stresses that come with um, being in the role, not just as the president, but in, in all the different roles that we have. I mean, we have many committees, uh, with, with the chair, with chairs, we have, um, some that are, you know, on the more, um, I'm not, uh, I guess on the, uh, help me out here, but, uh, not so much the more demanding side, but right. the, 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 the funner side, the PR side, and then we have the other committees that are you know, more in depth, like negotiations and grievance and, and, and the executive board, which are a little bit more in depth, a uh, little bit more time consuming, but all equally as important, really. And, and now at our level, holding that president role, you now basically have fingers in all of those, correct? Like there's every single aspect of the union is somehow touched by your, your, your position. Yeah, absolutely. And that is one of the biggest changes I've noticed. Um, I mean, that is, it's, you're getting it from all angles. Uh, I went to say there's a lot of irons in the fire is, uh, is an understatement. Um, but um, it's no different than any other president and any other local, uh, um, certainly the same local our size. So, well, I, I was going to ask you, once you changed role in January, uh, other than being a new father, uh from a union side what was the single biggest change for you what is the thing that you immediately noticed changed um well the phone uh definitely uh emails phone calls uh, are constant um and just time in the day uh it's it's hard to focus on other things when you've made your priority um, this local. 
and yeah. you really realize that um, there isn't enough hours in the day to get everything done. And uh, I've noticed my sleeping patterns have changed significantly. Um, I'm up. Uh, I mean, everybody that knows who I am knows I, I fall asleep quite early. But uh, now that's later, and I'm up during the middle of the night for a few hours and then back up uh, back up at my normal time, which is around 6 a.m. And, and, and the first thing I do is look at my phone and, and, and see what I've missed. And it's crazy what even comes in uh, in the middle of the night. So. so even after a few months, Steve, you're sitting there, um, you felt what the seat is like now, that president's chair. Um, you felt the pressures from below from your, from your union body, and, and you've got the pressures from beside and above with our employer slash uh, negotiating opposition panel team, whatever you want to call it. Uh, what do you think is the biggest challenge you're going to face in these next few months? Like what is your, is there going to be time management? Is there a specific kind of, we don't need details, but is there a specific topic that's being um, hashed out? Um, well, I guess uh, th to narrow it down to a, a particular challenge would be, would be difficult. But um, what I would say is that this certainly isn't routine yet. I'm a couple months in now as a first vice president for the last couple of years, there's times where you're serving as president and um, you know, you're in the role, but you're not really in the role. Um, there's a huge difference that I'm finding that I, that it, it's, it's been an adjustment, but um, there is a lot of things that are uh, up and coming in, in, in the near future and, and the extended future that um, I'm optimistic about. And I really think that that is the key to just um, keeping the, not, not the faith, but just um, positivity and moving forward. There's lots of things that are happening and uh, that's kind of what keeps me going. So there's no one particular challenge. It's, it's, it's all kind of just tied into. That's well said. It is. I mean, there's, there's nothing specific I can imagine that would be greater than the combined role of everything yeah. that you're going to face. And to me personally, looking in, I don't know the people, um, I don't know how the people that take, especially the executive roles within the union, are comfortable with what I decide or what I call putting management spotlight on you. You are no longer an individual employee within the workplace. You are now intimate with management. You are on their radar like nobody else. And that can be good and that can be bad, but it's, it's intimidating for many. Um, I know some people don't feel comfortable with that. Some people like to be just a shadow in the background and let things roll. And I know others like to step up. So does it bother you? Does it pressure you? Does it change things knowing that management now really knows who you are, even though they had some insight before? You, you definitely have to be cut from a certain cloth to be willing to, to stick your neck out there um, for those types of relationships. Absolutely. Um, it's dependent upon the relationship with the management team, really. Um, we see uh, a significant difference between, you know, the different managerial styles and uh, um, different times in, in, in careers as far as are they starting out, are they retiring, are they here for the right reasons. Um, I mean, what I can say right now is it's, it's been very positive. My role as a president has been quite positive in our relationship with, with our management team and the, 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 the relationship that we're working on and building on is, 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 uh, is a positive thing. So um, you, I mean, it could, you, you have to sometimes realize that you're not always going to agree, but I mean, we follow a code of ethics and being professional and I don't like the saying agree to disagree, but um, you have to be willing to um, have disagreements in parts of things, but then not let it affect the bigger picture, move forward from that and uh, continue on for the betterment of, you know, the rest of the membership. I, uh, I see we have a, I don't know if you can see in the comments there, we have a retired 
colleague of ours joining in. I actually don't see the... Oh. Okay, I don't know if it's going to be... I'm going to put it up here. This is uh, Mr. Sullivan. Okay. Had some good advice about not letting the issues of the union consume you, even though members are going to want immediate results. You know, a lot of these things can be dealt with and must be dealt with with time. And, and we see that often with the burnout of our unionized uh, representatives. Um, they, they simply get burnt out trying to appease everybody at the same time. And I don't know about you, um, you're so approachable and you were so well known in the workplace before taking the president role. Do you think it may be a bit of a hindrance that everybody kind of directs themselves right to you immediately? There's no kind of hierarchy there where maybe we should be addressing things through a steward level or another representative level before. You already have big things on your plate, but you're the type of guy, just who you are, that wants to help everybody and be approachable. But is that going to become overwhelming for you, do you think? I, well, I thank you for that, but I actually don't feel that way. Good. I, I feel that the membership communicates properly through all the different chains. Um, it usually starts with somebody that is on their shift or at their hall, and uh, it's usually relayed through um, different members of, of the board or committee. And uh, yeah, it usually ends up at me, but I do find that, um, you know, the membership really follows, you know, the easiest and, and closest um, ways to communicate with, with others before it gets to me. If, Good. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see it being an issue. My, uh, and, and that's our job, too, within the union body is to kind of empower you as best we can, but to give you the most, um, the most applicable, the, the, the most uh, profitable workplace, if you will, successful workplace. Like it, we, the inundation, it, and it's, it's different because before Christmas, you and I would walk in, sometimes we'd see each other at the fire hall, and we just shoot the shit about anything. And now if I have a union issue, I have to be super careful as to be like, okay, uh, yes, you're the union guy now. You're the guy. Do we address it then or do we do it, deal with it later? And I think that's kind of the relationship that needs to be fostered with this new role with you and, and everybody. And I'm glad you're not feeling overwhelmed with it because that means it's working. Whatever setup is working. So hopefully we can keep it that way. Now, if I could just add on that, yeah, offer, it's, absolutely. It, you know, like the membership is really good. Um, it's, it's the bigger issues that, you know, where the, where, where the real stress is, it's, it's the things that, um, that you aren't as easily controlled. Um, it's, it's, it's where there's a lot of stakeholders and, and, and outside, um, I guess influences that make it difficult to really, um, make it, make the change or, or, or state your, your, your position. So, um, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. I, I feel very fortunate at our, that our membership is, is so supportive. Excellent. Um, we're going to get into a couple of tougher questions. Um, I want to preface it by saying I'm not anti-union. I'm pro-union very much. I just, you're the president and we need to kind of dig into a couple of questions. Um, and none of them are, they're just open-ended questions. And, and I wonder your thoughts because I will honestly say that there's a reputation out there, not our union, not every, not only our union, most unions, if not all, quote unquote, protect the weak. Unions can protect the weak at the expense of the strong or the talented individuals within the department. It's a tough role, right? And do you have thoughts on that statement? I, I do. And, um, I'm glad that uh, I do have an answer, and I'm glad that I didn't know that you were going to ask that because that is uh, certainly a conception of 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 what a union is, and right. particular to to our circumstance in fire union is that we don't we don't protect the weak. What we do is we have high expectations on management to follow the proper processes if there is disciplinary needed. And it, it, it's, it's not always a three-step process, but certainly um, in a union environment, it, it could be a verbal, it could be a written, it could be some time off, um, anything leading up into um, you know, dismissal, termination. Um, but we don't always see that. And it, it's frustrating that we're not in position to 
to um, to make policy, to to um, have processes that are going to um, discriminate against anybody. But you know, we're you know, with being inclusive. But when there are times where members need disciplinary action, and as long as it's followed the proper processes, there's there's it's 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 it happens. I mean, a lot of times. It's hidden through confidentiality, and we don't really hear or see that it's being done. And that would be very particular to each local. Right. But we're not in a position to say we're protecting the weak and you, you know, or throw somebody under the bus. Mm-hmm. But if if a management team follows the proper processes and the ducks are in a row, there's, I mean, the union is just there to represent the individual and let them know that they're being treated fairly. So if punishment meets the crime then the punishment meets the crime. And that's what I can say on that. I think that's an excellent answer. And I purposefully didn't let you know. We had a little pre-show chat. I wasn't going to give out all my cards. And I wasn't going to blindside you. I told you that, that was a great answer. And I I, uh, I don't want to turn this into pros and cons of unions. And, and the whole that's a whole... Uh, it's a whole university degree if you want to take that route in a career, really. Of the, yeah, don't uh, get me wrong. I'm not just... Union, 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 union. Nope. There's a, there's a, you know, there's certain uh, things that uh, it's beneficial, and there's other areas that it, that it's not. It's and the focus today is really you. Let's call it what it is: volunteering. <laughs> You're a volunteer <laughs> to basically have a second career on behalf of all of us. That's what it is for the better, uh, the, the betterment of your colleagues, your coworkers, your work environment, the city you serve. And that's what it comes down to. There are some very minimal stipends, some very minimal. I I don't want anyone to have the wrong uh, thought that that Steve's just raking in the money off of this as an extra role. Um, A lot of this is his own time, his own uh, own doing, and a lot more than he's being compensated for, that's for sure. I I, I, I didn't do it for the money, that's for sure. uh, Yeah, (laughs) and and same with it. You'd be good with a podcast then. Because there's nobody in those either, so yeah. I, uh, I I respect that answer, and I think it's a great answer. I just didn't want you to be able to stage it too much, and you got it. Uh, it was very eloquent. And I thought it was a great answer. So that leads me to the kind of my next question is kind of about misconceptions. So there are misconceptions around every line of uh, work and every every role within a workplace. But as a union, are, are there are there some big ones out there you'd like to kind of clear up? Is there anything out there you hear over and over where you're just like, no, this isn't the way it is. This is that's not true. I think you said a big one there with your hands are tied with a lot of these things because they're management issues that need to be designed, developed, and and delivered policies and 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 certain documents that govern our workplace. Well, further to um, management, I guess I would say that. Um, I know for myself, I wanted to be a professional firefighter. I knew that that was uh, a union um, job. I knew that it's part of the international, the IAFF. I knew that it's part of the OPFFA, the Ontario Professional Firefighters Association. And I also knew that it was um, our local as well. And with that comes... um, provisions under a constitution that we, you know, we, we sign where we're mm-hmm. bound to our, there's a rule book right? and, and, and bylaws there's, there's bylaws in there that, that um, we have to follow. And we're, we're not, I guess, doing anything that is different than any other union group, especially in the fire service. It's, we all are advocating for the same things. It's typically, you know, um, people power it's it's better equipment it's more efficiencies within the service um better um public safety um measures it's it's not anything out of the norm so misconceptions i think that you know would kind of stem from you know you know the union thugs are on it again and Mm -hmm. they they you know they're not letting this happen or you know they're putting their foot down they're creating the wall you hear the hidden agendas, right? You hear yeah, some yeah, of the body yeah. talking about the union has an agenda that we're not privy to. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it'd be, 
there's certain, I can't speak to every single um, scenario that happens. Just, I know that anything that I've been involved, been involved in is there's a reason why things are done the way they are. And it's certainly not black and white. And that was part of the reason why I got involved. I was thinking misconception. That was, mm-hmm. That's why I got involved was the misconception. Right. I'm like, we're professional firefighters. This, this doesn't make sense. Why is there such a divide here? What is going on? Where's the disconnect? Where's the miscommunication? And I mean, once I dug in and uh, I started taking training through the, through, the, through the provincial and taking their different courses, I realized that there are a lot of misconceptions that we won't even be able to um, begin to cover today. So yeah. I think basically if more um, people are encouraged to get involved and there's a little bit of positivity that comes out of it, those misconceptions will be less and less because they will be now in the know. It's a great idea. Now, we have a comment here from one of our viewers, Leanne, who earlier, you may not have seen it, says um, she's blessed because she's never had a boss and union is tough work. So Leanne was on an earlier episode with one of our um, uh, long-term care, actually a couple right. pods. Yes. yes. And I know she's an independent, she's independently employed. So they're not often familiar with the union roles and, and some, some of the other people out there may not understand that... Um, what the role is. And, and she asked a question here that others may wonder, and I'm just going to let you address that is who holds more power cards, management or union? Yeah, and and she's stages. asking for the department for the whole yeah. department. Well, it would, it would, it would have stages. I mean, I don't like to use the term power. It's not power. Right. I mean, we're not arguing uh, or we're not, you know, um, disputing an argument where, you know, we're looking for a resolve and, and an agreement on a lot of things. So depending on what it pertains to, um, we have means to go outside of our local, which we can call in help from um, the provincial. We can call in help from the international. It just depends on what stage it's at and what the, what the, the particular um, item is. So to say, I wouldn't say that either one has any more power. It's just more so um, who has the the better um, position on an item. So be it in negotiations or through grievance or, I mean, the parties pretty much have equal stakes and it's just a matter of where the outcome is after, right. um, you know, when there's a resolve. There's a mutually agreed upon at some point collective agreement and that's what we all follow. And that's the rules of the workplace and both sides are ensuring the other one is following the rules. And that's, that's the overall gist of it, right? Like it's we've, the rule we've agreed. Book. It's, it's the, the rule, rule book, book, right? And there's other subsets and rules and that in there. But generally, we have some documents there to say that you will do this and not do this. And and, and if they step beyond their boundaries, you're there to help correct that and vice versa. Yeah, um, for anybody out of the fire service, I mean, we do not have the right to strike. So we, we, we rely on an arbitration system and, and that contract to, to you know, go, go throughout our business. Right. And some, Leanne had commented again that some unions can be hard to deal with, but fire sounds better than, say, transit. But I mean, it's a local, every, every, every branch can have their issues. Um, it, it depends when you say work with, it can depend on a management team. We're, we're it's fortunate totally right now that you. the relationship. It's all about the relationship. That's if right. Trust. If there's trust there, it's just, it's a completely different relationship. And, um, I can't stress that enough. I'm big on um, relationship building. Um, I mean, I'm not naive, but I do have a way to put my trust into people. And so far that instinct has, uh, has uh, treated me well. So I, uh, I can say that you're in a unique position. You took your role in a new, at a new time uh, for in your life at the same time that our management was being switched up. And they're in a bit of chaos right now, just with our, our workplace. But you were able to start fresh. You it's, had a new a new chief, and we had a new union president. And there was a, a there was a lot of potential there to to make some progress. And I can see that that's what you've been focusing on, especially with building those relationships. So yeah, absolutely. It's not um, just at management level either, Brad. It it's it's at all levels. It's with the CAO, the mayor, council. It's all important. And uh, it again, we're, there are going to be times that we disagree, but just maintaining that relationship and moving forward and looking at the bigger picture is right. uh, is certainly my goal for for this year. I uh, I have a question for you about 
and this is a genuine question, I don't know. Um, I'm not privy to know what kind of uh, planning is in place for individual locals within unions, especially ours. That's all really we can comment on. Um, are there mechanism in place, mechanisms in place for things like future succession and uh, recruitment strategies, uh, like motivational processes? The reason I ask is um, in my other world, I'm also part of a different uh, I've seen other unions roll, and I've seen them get depleted pretty pretty significantly. You often see these individuals with all of the seniority and the talent and the experience move up through the ranks, and eventually they've earned that retirement, and they're gone. And it's hard because you look back into the body that's left behind of the union, and you're hoping that it's being built up properly. Is, is that something the, lo the local's responsible for? Do you get help from the provincial or the national body? I think I, I'd like to answer that question in maybe a couple different points. First Good. off, being um, recognizing that uh, certain executive boards are at that um, time in their career where they're going to retire. And the need for younger or newer generational um, uh, members to, to get involved um, was quite apparent. So that was part of the reason why I got involved. And um, it, it wasn't something that was through succession planning. It was um, wanting to actually be part of a solution, not um, being the type to complain about things that are wrong or, you know, sit back and, and, and just continue to let things carry on the way there without actually trying to make it. So that's what got me involved. What we see is usually different members show interest and they show interest in different areas. I mean, there's so, it's so diverse in the fire service. Everybody has their little, their little niche and they tend to find their, their way um, through a little bit of coaxing and through, you know, the union meetings where we say, you know, there's a, there's a vacancy here, or there's a vacancy there. Would anybody be interested? Or a lot of recruiting from, you know, executive members, seeing some potential in somebody and, 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 and confronting them and being, would you be interested? Uh, would you, would you be interested in, you know, taking on just starting out as even a committee member or, right. um, and, and that seems to be how our, um, our committees and board have been made up. Um, I mean, we have we have committee chairs that want out, and there's nobody to take the role, so they're they're there still doing the job, right. and and doing a great job at it. But they they're 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 ready to, to to pass it on, and we're just you know you need the right people to step up and take it. Um, and I think as things um, progress, and we have a really young board right now, and uh, everybody brings a really unique skill set to the board, and. And uh, I, I'm certainly uh, I, I know that there there's a there's a handful of them that would be more than capable of being uh, in the president's role. Um, now, absolutely. Yeah, the, you might be uh, the acclimation part may not be a factor anymore if you get enough of them involved coming in behind you like that, learning and and wanting to be uh, making a difference. Everybody a question question for you. A part everybody plays a part it doesn't matter right down to That's just right. the person that comes to a meeting and shows support actually wants it from the horse's mouth versus table talk like everybody plays a valuable role it's right. if, if if you know if if the executive board fails everybody fails we're all in this together so with that being said it kind of leads me into is there such thing out there has there ever been discussed that we in our workplace as most people do in their workplace when you get hired you have to take a whole bunch of orientation courses or you need to learn about wsib or a hazmat or, or um, wimis and all this other stuff is there ever a thought of mandating a basic steward level course for all hires within the union body so that at least everybody has that level of knowledge and strength. I think that's a great idea. Um, I mean, currently what we do with new members now, it's sort of an initiation process as far as the swearing in and a, and a, um, you know, a meeting and a, and a booklet that we, we run through the different um, areas of the collective agreement and constitution and, and uh, sick leave type uh, of documents. But there's definitely more that can be done to engage um, brand new members to, to get involved as early as possible absolutely right. 
Yeah. It's just throwing that out there now. That would be our local specific. I'm sure. Yeah. That, I mean, other locals without with with throughout the pro province would uh, would probably have some things like that. Yes. Now I titled this pod "Gasoline Guitars and Grievances." And we've kind of got in the grievance <laughs> yeah. part, which would be the union part, and it gets a little heavy. And you have a lot of. I, I wanted to highlight to everybody the added stress. There's the gasoline. <laughs> the added stress of a unionized position, especially in our local, the top position, to yeah. a first responder, and all the stress they already have going on, and the stress of the world around us. Um, I just wanted to highlight that that it's not as simple as just taking over that uh, either something that's been handed to you or that you've won in a, uh, in a ballot. You have new dad stress. You said it's not bad. So good for you. It's, it's been going well. So, and you have, um, you also still are a firefighter, Steve, like you still have you and I right now are in a process of promotional studying for uh, studying for promotional advancement. Like we're, we're in a workplace competition slash evaluation to move up the ranks within the fire system and now i have that but you have that and the union president yeah, it's and uh we also have this c word that we i don't want to talk about much today but we have the stress of every day we go to work yes we got to worry about bringing the c word home with us and that dreaded covid we're, we're, we're still doing rapid tests in our workplace but you have a young child at home You've got a mom caring for the child, your wife, your, 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 your family. It's it's just, there's so much going on. So my question to you is, before we move on from the union, we're going to get out of this now, and then we're going to get okay. into Steve. Okay. But before we do, can Steve right now in this role as union president ever be just Steve? Or is it always Steve with union in the background? There's never time off. It's never out of your mind. You've already alluded to your sleep being a bit affected. I, I think it's too early to tell. Um, okay. I, I feel that, um, again, remaining optimistic that uh, the more experience and, and time into this, and again, it's very situational. It does come in waves. Um, there just seems to be a lot um, on the agenda right now. And uh, right now, I would say it, it's tough to to do the the same things that I would have been doing uh, say last year but um, I think that as I uh, get more experience in the role and time management maybe uh, is uh, you know changed a little bit then I mean yeah I, and I, I know I it's a hard I answer so. it's a I tough so. answer because you're only so. one phone call away of the next six months of your life's being turned upside down with another issue that you didn't know exist like we, we understand that and I, yeah, hope I mean, I turned my phone down, but I know it's going <laughs> off, and I'm just like, what's going on here? But Yeah, um, that's going to be your life for the next while, and that's what you signed up for. But I wanted yeah, to bring absolutely. you on as a friend. Yeah. Uh, I was happy to bring you on as a friend and a colleague that I respect a lot, and thank you for putting that effort forward. And I wanted to highlight that it's not just I am the union president, and you get to wear the, the, the name tag, and you walk around, and that's that. I mean, there's a lot of added stress that you brought on behalf of all of us, and we're all thanking you. And we're looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in these months to come. So I think big things as what I can relate good. to um, anybody that's uh, listening that knows uh, where we are. Uh, big things. Good. Absolutely. And we're also respectful to those before us who negotiated the agreements we're working under. It's no, it's no less on them. It's just I'm more familiar with you and you and I have been friends. And this was a great opportunity Every, to thank everybody's you. Everybody's helped pave the way. I, that's right. I, uh, so you add this stress. How do, how do you deal with stress? I know you have some hobbies. You're yeah. probably one of the busiest guys I know. Uh, you're a mechanic, mm -hmm. a motorcycle mechanic, but basically that's how I met you. And yeah. then that's how you came to the, to the workplace. So then the mechanics getting hired, but I don't think there's a thing out there with a motor that you don't work on. Your house is the local drop zone for everybody that's got issues with anything around. It yeah. used to be. Yeah. Um, so you're talented that way. You're a talented musician. Uh, you've had some gigs at the local uh, pubs, <laughs> bars, and, and outdoor festivals, jamborees. Uh, we've been able to see you perform at our staff functions. Fundraisers are the biggest thing. I mean, our toy drive fundraiser is a, is a great, great way to you know be able to play guitar and raise some money. Some so, toys. before we get into, I'm going to ask you to play a song. Okay. 
because first and foremost, it's like uh, finding a diamond in the rough these days to get you to pick up that guitar again. It really is. You're too busy. It's been a while. But I also want to get into, uh, I mentioned that you became, what was uh, Millie's birthday? What month was it? November or were we in December? No, was she's it? Uh, October 14th. It was that long ago. Yeah. And here, I want to show everybody this amazing photo of you and baby Millie. She's an absolute doll. And uh, I wanted to recognize more than just the union side of you. And, and I thought it was a great way to show the family. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, yeah. There you are there. There's Swan or, or my, your Jacqueline. My swans. Yeah, yeah that's uh, if anyone's wondering, if you're not watching this, if you end up listening to this on audio, there's a great picture of Steve and his wife, Jacqueline, and baby Millie there. And they're outside having a pint in the snow and probably where you can find them most days when he's not at the union office or the fire hall. Um, I, I, I just know that you have your hands in so many things, but you have a really unique hobby going on right now with snowmobiles I, yeah, yeah, I and <laughs> not just snowmobiles everybody yeah. hears snowmobiles and they're like oh, how would you have a hobby with that there's like fifteen thousand dollar minimum investment in that and you you've taken it another way so yeah. i remember you telling me a story about you're always moving things and fixing things and getting things acquired and sell them and, and doing what but you found this gem uh, yeah, I did. And that is a what? For people not able that to see this or that don't know what it is. 1974 Skidoo TNT 440 Free Air. <laughs> so what does that mean? It's old. <laughs> it's from 74. It's coming up. But it's not just 74. Yeah. It's not just 74. There's a story to this. And I think you started to get into collecting this vintage era snowmobiles, correct? Yeah, that particular one is a, right. is, a, is an interesting story. But but it's part of a collection, right? You've decided is. now that you're going to go back and see how many of these retro... And I think it's great because you always talk about showing up to people with their twenty twenty five thousand $25,000 sleds that are just ripping all over. And you show up. I wish we could see it further in here, but you even bought the retro one-piece snowsuit that goes with the sled. And I think that's yeah, fantastic. I, have, I mean, the helmet is right. I, <laughs> you I, can I, wear I, it if you want. I don't know what it'll do to your headphones, yeah. but that helmet is uh, as retro as I mean, the sled. The, for the sake of the car. I mean. <laughs> yeah, we can keep it on now that the serious union stuff is done. I think that's a great look. Um, <laughs> but but tell everybody about this sled. The sled has an amazing story. Okay, yeah. So um, my, my dad had bought that snowmobile off my uncle um, when I was, I, I think I was around 15 or 16 years old. Um, they're a temperamental uh, machine that uh, they don't always run right, and it was frustrating for me at the age of 18, 19 when I sold it. So I uh, regretted selling it, and um, I had been continuing to look for the Monkajiji to find another one um, just about two two years ago when I happened to see on Kijiji that uh, – that looked awfully familiar. And there was a couple of uh, distinct characteristics of that sled that I, I, I reached out to the, to the person that was selling it and asked him to send me some, some closer pictures and things started to, to line up. And um, once he sent me the VIN number, I, I took it to the uh, service Ontario and ran the VIN number. And um, I was shocked actually, because 20 years later, it was still in my, uh, still in my dad's name. That's so cool. Um, so at yeah. that point, um, he knew and I knew that I needed to have it back. So so how long um, was it out of your hands? How long was it? Almost, from, 20, almost 20 years. And you end up finding, and you, you thought you'd recognized it, right? Like you thought. You're yeah. like, well, that looks pretty familiar. There's some unique identifiers on it with decals or, or whatever yeah, labels. That's what it, yeah, that's what it was. And some gauges that were on but it. But then you actually had the ownership that had your yeah. dad's name because they didn't yeah. bother changing it. And that is, I, I think it's such a cool story. It's such a fitting story for, for you. That's what started the whole collection because actually he wouldn't let me just buy that. I had to buy, I think three or four to get it back. And then now did the, did the person selling at the time know the significance to you? Did you show your cards there and say, he, I yeah, need that. Knew. So the, 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 yeah, the, knew. I mean, I wasn't going to, he probably could have sold you 15 if he had wanted to at the time. Here's another one, right? This isn't uh, the, what year is this one? Uh, that's a 79. And, uh, <laughs> That would have been the first snowmobile. That's not the exact one, but that would have been the first snowmobile that I ever had 
um, when I was probably about, I don't know, 13 or 14 years old. Like as your own, as opposed to one that was in your family that you acquired, like uh, the other one? Yeah. No, call it, call it family. Call it family. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty unique. Now, how many sleds are you up to now? I don't actually know. <laughs> that's a good like thing, though. Nine or ten. Of the same vintage, right? They're all those. Uh, yeah, there's about seven of the same. And then, I mean, yeah. And you're extremely talented. You're the guy that can pick them up, fix them up, get them running, do whatever. So you, you have a distinct advantage there to be able to go out and grab stuff if you find it and make it work. And uh, uh, good for you that you have. I'm sure that's part of your downtime. That's part of your relaxation, getting your hands it on something now. and working it away. I, I, I mean, I'm not, this isn't the drop off spot, unfortunately, anymore. There's just no time to help right. um, people out. And uh, it's, it's full of my, my projects. And, and let's um, be honest, you helped me out too with stuff. It's, it's not just, I'm not a standalone. I, it's everybody that knows you. You've somehow, yeah, that's what I, you're I, that I guy. love helping people out with yeah. that sort of thing. And uh, it's certainly uh, now a, uh, a way to relax. And uh, as much as they are a pain in the butt, uh, um, there's there's some reward there with uh, just getting out in the garage and getting my hands dirty and and off the computer. So some more of your relaxation, right? I know that you have lots of hobbies, but you enjoy this. Oh, <laughs> there's you with the chef's hat, Yo and boy. it looks like pizza dough or yeah. something going Yo on. Boy. But you you yeah. love to cook. You love yes, to yeah. cook, and you actually uh, up the ante at the fire hall when you're cooking. You create little. Uh, oh, there's quite a few. I mean, it's tough toss up there, but I certainly put the effort in. Exactly. And I know that by your effort, then everyone else steps it up and it just continues on like a, uh, we, uh, there's no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Well. yeah. And this is a look at your, your personal chef, <laughs> chef set up out back of your place. Uh, that's well, a true really did, pizza uh, oven. My social media, didn't you? That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't send me anything. So uh, I, <laughs> One of our talented crew members uh, made that sign by hand for me, and uh, or, it, it, instead of Morgan, it's morons. It's I love it. Kind of yeah, I joke, but let's uh, talk about that oven though. That's a legit yeah. pizza oven. That is, yeah. You're not messing around, and you have lots of photos and pictures and descriptions on your socials for anyone that wants to follow Steve. Go in and see more. Uh, Steve Morgan on Facebook or Captain Morgan on Instagram with no A, it's NN. Or on Twitter, he's actually CatMorg56. And that, that brings me up to say that no matter what happens in your fire career, you must become a captain because we literally need a Captain Morgan. It's 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 destiny. It's meant I to know. be. It, it, it has to happen. Um, so I mentioned before you played music. How long have you been playing? Uh, I, I don't really know. You don't I mean, just play, you sing too. It, it runs in the family and, uh, there's a bunch of musicians in the family and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's, it, I've been playing for a long time. Yeah. And I haven't been I able you. to play lately, but, um, yeah. And I, I, I approached you about it. Um, I was really hoping you would say yes. Uh, we haven't confirmed yet, but that you would say you'd be willing to pull out that guitar and play us a tune while we had you on the podcast today. And it's just kind of another one of your stress outlets and it goes with the show. It definitely is something that, uh, it is a stress outlet for sure. Um, with COVID, I mean, my wife was working from home. Um, that changed the times that I would normally play privately. I would come home from shift, have a coffee on wine, play for an hour. And also when Jacqueline would get up for, for work in the morning and leave, I would play for an hour, like a few times a week, which, um, we're going on three years now of, of that not happening. Yeah. So a lot changes with that, but yeah. I mean, guitars is, is, is a lifelong thing. And, uh, as long as you have fingers, um, then, I mean, I'll, I'll be able to pick up where I, where I've left off the last couple well, of years. Well, does that mean you'd be willing to play today? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you, if you're able to, I think we're set up well here to have, you want me to, you want me to do it right now? Yeah. Let's okay. see if you got a guitar um, handy. You want, uh, so as much as I'm having a hard time remembering, uh, songs now, I thought I'd give you two options, Hopper, if you okay. wanted uh nineties alternative or, <laughs> yeah. or, uh, or some country. So, Go with the uh, one that you're most comfortable with. Cause it's been a while. I'm not going to be the one that both, I know. Okay. Let's do some nineties. Let's do some nineties. Okay. And for everybody out there watching, listening, you're no longer Steve Morgan. When the guitar comes in hand, the stage name is Dusty Morgan. Uh, it's going to be hard to beat that name. And you actually have a YouTube channel. 
Uh, Dusty Morgan music. Yeah. I know it's out of date, and I know you didn't yeah. really want it, but this is, uh, I put the handle at the bottom of the screen here that uh, people can find you at. And uh, there's some people in the audience here that are, are absolutely looking forward to this, uh, and I'm included. So I'm going to give you the screen. Okay. Well, I know how much you like the 90s alternative. Yeah. Every time I'm with you, you've got. So I'll give you a little seven Mary three. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so have at her, and we'll be back. I'll bring you in when you're done here. Okay, thanks. She calls me Goliath, and I wear the David mask. Guess the stones are coming too fast for her now. No, I like to believe this nervousness will pass. All the stones that are thrown are building up a wall. I have become cumbersome to this world. I have become cumbersome to my girl. You know I like to believe we can reconcile the past. Resurrect those bridges with an ancient glance. But my old stone face can't seem to break her down. She remembers bridges, burn them to the ground. I have Too light, too black, or too white, too wrong, or too right. The dead night, Too rich or too poor, she's wanting me less and I'm wanting more. I better taste this cumbersome. Oh, yeah, no, There is a balance between two worlds, one with an arrow and a cross. Regardless of the balance, life has become cumbersome. Can't thank you enough, Steve. Dusty, um, you haven't lost the touch. I don't have the ear to say to to say what you've lost, but that sounded pretty darn good to me. And uh, I, I'm appreciative of me to pick it up and, I, and do one. I love that song. It's a great I, song. I, I, yeah, I, it's. I, I knew, uh, I, I've been in your boat. I know it's playing. It was, uh, and that's you on on what you call a bit of rust, having to having to have some time away. And I know. The fact that you can even memorize all the all the lyrics to these songs, I think I know the lyrics, but I'm not brave enough to ever try and say them because I think I make a few of them up, like most of us do. But um, I pretended like that we weren't live there. And, uh, you you killed it. You yeah. killed it. There's lots of great comments in here. There's uh, there's there's Wade is a, a friend and a and a, a someone who I met through the podcast world who who's musically inclined and a comment about fantastic leanne says that she has a drummer in the house and they need a band my goodness wow um excellent there's lots of stuff written there we had jackie on you know jackie she's uh got her hands up there for you and clapping and i i i i think we needed this today i do and i know you and i (laughs) sully giving you a thumbs up and a cheers we know he likes it um Today was a tough day to, to try and decide to do a podcast and try and to even discuss stress with what's going on out there. And I think a lot of people are glad they tuned in right now. Uh, we got this. I'm going to give these all to you. These are all for you. There's one oh, of our. Thanks. Yeah. And uh, again, I, I'm so glad that you didn't uh, re- refuse there because uh, you didn't miss a beat. 
You didn't miss a beat. Well, and I, yeah, you're just, you're sitting in a garage with a guitar and a mic. It, it's so impressive. And your talents are, I, I'm, I'm downplaying them by only saying mechanic, musician, firefighter, family guy, new dad, neighborhood mayor, unofficially. And everybody watching <laughs> well, now can figure out why. Deputy, probably deputy. Uh, yeah. You, the yeah. There, yeah. The socials are, are pretty good for you, though. Um, I, I, I know you've watched the pod before. And I know that you know I have three questions at the end. Yeah, did you did you get to rehearse these? I thought it was just two. <laughs> no, there's three. So uh, they're all simple. Uh, I think uh, one is the fly on the wall question. And for you, I have no idea where you're going to go with this because there's so many interesting worlds out there. We'd like to yeah. to have a, a view. And so if you could be a a, fly, a fly in the wall anywhere, I, or with who? What's it going to be? I'm going to change that question too. I don't really want to be a fly on the wall any anywhere, but uh, if I could be more of an elephant in the room, okay. I would probably yeah. uh, choose uh, at the municipal or, or uh, provincial level of government in in their meetings as far as uh, uh, their their conversations based around uh, um, emergency services is what I would okay. say about that. I don't know these days of how interesting that would be with our provincial <laughs> leaders. Um, well, I just, if there'd be I, any conversations I, I, I about wouldn't anything, want to be a but, fly on the wall in those conversations, I definitely want to be, uh, yeah. uh, be present. Um, yeah. You would definitely be uh, contributing more than anybody I would guess in that state. So the other thing was food. You're a foodie. Uh, uh, you can have one food the rest of your life. It's going to be food pizza. Only. Pizza. Well, pizza, no wonder. Just, I mean, yeah. If you have this, right? Yeah. In your backyard. I think you can switch it up too. I mean, I love chicken wings, but like you can make so many different types of pizza. It's like, who would really want one? See, so you're thing? such I a union guy. I said one thing. One I know, I thing. I don't like. Now you're going for two. Sorry. Yeah, I got you. Uh, it's just the union in you. Um, <laughs> another Shoot one that may be interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the smelliest place you've ever been. We do the same line of work. Is it work related or is it going to be not work related? Yeah, uh, yeah there's lots of smelly places. Yeah, but the I'm when really... you look back to the smelliest place you've ever been privy to. Yeah, I don't like know how specific we can get. Yeah, um, go ahead. I'm, no, well, I mean, no, I don't really want to get that specific, but sure. uh, it. I mean, in emergency services, of course, it involves dead bodies. I mean, it's that's, yeah. they're really smelly. And yeah. the time of the year being summer, uh, even worse. Yeah. Uh, duration of being unnoticed, uh, quite some time. And uh, I know exactly where it was. I know exactly what it looks like today, burnt into my head, and I know exactly how it smelled. So, yeah. That. It's amazing how smell triggers memory. It's amazing. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it'll it's, take you right back, and it's a very unique thing. And I know we don't need to get into details, but um, it, it, there's nothing like it. No. So I think no, that's yeah, a great yeah, answer. Yeah. Now, I need to. Uh, we have Mr. Sullivan watching right now, and I'm going to bring a picture up of you and him. It's on yeah. your socials, obviously. I grabbed it, Sully. and I'm only bringing this up for one reason, and I need everyone out there to agree with me. Your arms are the longest arms of any individual that I've ever met. And you must agree. Like, here's a picture right here. Yeah. I, I, we, I, we bug you all the time. And I think that is why you're such a great musician. That is why you're such a great mechanic. mechanic, And was, that is why your CPR is second to none. I think uh, when I was in grade six, sitting in those normal plastic chairs, my hands could touch the ground. That's it unbelievable. Like, I'm short torsoed too. So long arms. Short torsoed. I mean, try building the bicep with with arms this long, man. It's 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 not going to happen. Oh, I've seen pictures. Anyone that wants to go to Steve's socials, I could put them up again. There's some shots in there of Steve in, in the day, and uh, I had to bring that up though because we absolutely know. I mean, I thought you were going to say, you know, it was a great day for Sully. He was retiring and, you know, there's strong uh, representation there from the membership. And No, 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 nothing. We're going to bring Sully on eventually. We've already talked. my arms, thanks. Yeah, Yeah, we had to get one in there and let people really get to know you. (laughs) But we're going to bring you back, too. We're going to bring you back on. Yeah, exactly. Hugs, yeah. Um, 
good shoulders to to bear the weight of all of us too and and you're doing a great job i uh sully's gonna come on one day he's promised me we're gonna get you we're gonna have some of the other guys and we're gonna do some fire stuff on a lighter note and uh i wanted to really highlight how how much you've been uh dealing with lately and how well you're handling it and i wanted to thank you for all of it and i know on behalf of the employer i'm gonna say it they're happy you're there I'm happier there. We're all happy within the within the body, and I think we're actually uh, we're we're very optimistic, and and uh, I know we're behind you. We got your back. Oh, thank you so much, and I appreciate you having me on. It's it's been a pleasure. Uh, ditto. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom you out here. And anyone that wants to follow again before we get uh, too far, his I'm gonna post your socials again on here. There's a Steve Morgan on Facebook, Cap Morgan, spelt differently on Instagram, and Cap Morgan fifty six on Twitter. Is there one that you're more active on? Uh, I mean, just kind of. I mean, no, not really. I, I'm not really a whole. I'm not really active on any of them. But uh, I mean, yeah. feel free to add me. Yeah. Absolutely. And Dusty Morgan music is where that talent comes from. So, <laughs> Steve, uh, Stephen at times, Dusty, whichever we want to go by, uh, thanks for joining in. Uh, on behalf of everyone watching, appreciate you, uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your day. And we look forward to seeing you at the hall real soon. All right. I appreciate what you're doing with this podcast. I mean, great insight to uh, emergency services. Yeah, we're getting there. It's a battle at times, but nothing worth, worthwhile well, is without a battle, right? We appreciate what you're doing as well, Brad. Thanks. And uh, everyone's thanking you here. We got Wade even thanking you for your talents as well. So thanks, Thank Steve. I'm going to zoom you out, and I'm going to do my exit, and uh, we'll be we'll be in uh, we'll be in touch. Okay. Thanks. All Brad. right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, bud. Well, he got the guitar out, so that turned out to be real good. We got rid of the union downs and got into the uh, lighter side of Steve's life. What a what an amazing individual, talented, uh, super friendly. Uh, Pleasure to know him. Pleasure to be his friend and work alongside him, and to have him on our our union. So thanks, Steve. I will see you soon. And I wanted to thank uh, if anyone hasn't been noticing, there's my first responders coffee company mug. They've jumped on board to give us a little support, and I've been drinking their coffee uh, the whole show. And what a combination for us in the first response world. Uh, we know we love our coffee. And they're right here. It's a gentleman out of Thunder Bay. I'm trying to get him on the podcast, actually. He's a young guy. He's a young police officer that created this company. And money gets kicked back into uh, the first response world. I think it's boots to the ground. Uh, I don't want to say for sure, but that's on the bag of uh, product. He's got a whole bunch of different lines. It's a really unique gift for people. He does online ordering as well. If you know any responders out there, anyone interested, it's a great product. I also need to thank the network, DeanBlundell.com for uh, pushing me a bit, giving me the support I need, and providing the platform to get this done. It's a great network, great team. Can't say enough about those guys. And if you need to, uh, he's got a whole series of podcasts on there that uh, are worth a check out on DeanBlundell.com. For anyone watching now, you can see it again on my YouTube channel at Offload Delay. It'll also be available on, um, let me skip over to these. Apple Podcasts and Spotify within the next day or so, and we're going to put them out through socials. And we can be reached by our Instagram, Twitter, and lesser degree Facebook. For now, that's it. That's the Offload Delay Podcast. We're going to be back a little sooner this time than uh, than, than we were for this one. We're going to be back in probably 10 days or so. We have a, a great uh, schedule lined up for Women's Day. Uh, we have some amazing uh, females coming on at the panel to discuss the trials and tribulations and the life of being an emergency worker from the female side, especially celebrating Women's Week. That's it, everybody. Uh, stay safe. Try and keep your head up. Don't bury yourself too much in the socials going on right now. It's a little dark out there, but uh, we'll get through this. Stay safe, and thanks for watching.
woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.